Living Wisely, Living Well, March 23rd. Try always to relate to what is, not to what you wish were so. Oh my, he does not make it easy for us, does he? Swamiji, I mean. I could actually be talking about God because I think not that Swamiji and God are the same person, same thing, but God does not make it easy for us. You know, we're just our, we're constituted, human beings are constituted to imagine the future. Human beings are constituted to be driven by desire. Um, When you go into the Bhagavad Gita, a very, very ancient scripture, a great deal about it is just, you know, why are we always being pushed in directions that in the end don't make us happy? But nonetheless, we just get called into them. And, and this capacity, really just to accept what it is that the hand that we've been dealt and that God wants us to deal with. Now, um, understand me, it, to accept what is, is not the same as to make no effort to create an, a, a new future. So that's, that it's a very important point. Sometimes people think, well, you don't want to accept what is because what is is not satisfactory or, you know, there's a lot of injustice in the world and we need to stand up against it or I, I'm not content with my life. I want something else. So he's not talking about passivity. And the last thing he's talking about is just kind of collapsing into a passive state about, well, I just have to accept what is. What he's actually talking about is 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 the means to success. And the means to success is you have to work with what is actually at hand if you're going to be able to effectively transmute it into the um, um, improved reality that you would like to have be your reality tomorrow. Um, the exaggerated example Swamiji uses... Well, okay, and there's the other, the other piece of this, which is positive thinking is exceedingly dynamic. Wishful thinking is not dynamic. And, and the difference between positive and wishful is what we're also dealing with here. Swami says, um, wishful thinking is invading a country with ten sh- soldiers hoping that the enemy army will be asleep. You know, it's like you can have all the visualizations you want about how that's going to unfold, but you're not taking into account reality as it is. You know that there's a border guard and he's not going to let you in. And if there's just 10 of you, you're not going to be able to overpower him. It's just not going to happen like that, no matter how many affirmations you do. But if you are going to accomplish something and you see, you know, like these are the obstacles. I, I have to laugh and it's a rueful laugh, but a friend of mine spent a long time developing um, this business model and in the way that people do things. She took this special training. She, I think it might even have been a license or a um, franchise sort of thing. It, it had something to do with adjusting your energy bills. It was one of those things where you could help people save money in a certain area where they had to spend money. And it, it wasn't a bad scheme. It was a good scheme. It was a good, the, mo- the business model was good. The franchise concept was good. Everything was fine. This was maybe 30 years ago that this happened, so you have to understand the context. Except that it was 
a telephone job. You had to be on the phone because you had to contact a lot of people over the telephone. And she was phobic about using the phone. She, she, she really had a terrible time making phone calls. She invested a lot of money and a lot of time and never actually really looked at it that this is, I'm going to have to be on the phone all the time and I don't function well on the phone. I mean, like, I really don't function well on the phone. So she, she set this whole thing up. Absolutely nothing came of it. And it was perfect wishful thinking. And it was perfect refusal to actually deal with what is. I can't take a job that depends on my being skillful on the phone because I'm not. I mean, and that's just a fact. So since I'm not skillful on the phone, what might I do? And a lot of times we'll just, we, we imagine that we have talents or that when everything comes together, we're suddenly going to turn into somebody we never have been, just sort of forcing ourselves into a corner. I mean, of course, we can transform ourselves and we can bring out talents that nobody else ever knew were there. But it's, it, it's a very fine line. Positive thinking is, is a dynamic, solution-oriented way of living. Positive thinking is not, um, just, not, not just hoping it's going to come out well. Positive thinking is knowing that I am committed to having it come out well. I had a very interesting conversation with a friend of mine, a young man who at that time was about 18 or maybe 16. He was already driving, so he was a, could get into a car. And his mother um, was a less adventurous type. Even when she was 16, she was less adventurous because I'd known her when she was younger also. Just less adventurous. And at this time in her life, his mother had been suffering from some ill health. And so many things were a challenge for her at that particular time. And as he said to me, he said, she just doesn't understand that what to her would be an overwhelming problem. He said, I have the energy and the creativity and then he said the sense of adventure that it would be just fine if it happens to me. And it was, it was very revealing to me, both in terms of relating to a generation other than my own, when there's a, a gap in age where the stage of life is so different. It was also very insightful. So he had a positive attitude. And he would go out and do things that were not as well thought out. You know, people when they're 16 don't necessarily think things out as well as they can when they're 45. Literally, their brains don't necessarily work, apparently, quite in the same way. But he was positive because he was positive he could deal with it. And he was actually correct. And what happens, and that's what positive thinking is. If it comes out, I'll deal with it. A friend of mine was talking about a third person, and it was really wonderful, and he was talking about that person's attitude. He said that guy often got himself into a lot of trouble, but he'd developed this attitude which was completely sincere. Whenever unexpected things would happen, the guy would automatically say, good, 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 good. This is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. <laughs> and it, it was his positive response to situations. And it wasn't like, you know, the, the car has broken down and I'm a hundred miles from anywhere. It was, but still, you know, this is good. This is good. We can deal with this. This is good. And you could even just, like even here, and when you're saying that, it wasn't even an empty thing. It was, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. When it's over, it'll, it'll have been good. We'll see. It's been good. Or much more dynamically, you just 
put yourself out there, you hope it's going to work, but if it doesn't quite work as you expect, you have that creative spark. I asked Swamiji once um, what the secret of prosperity was, that the reality of it was Ananda itself, collectively as a community, we were sort of trying to generate a little more income than collectively than we were doing at that time, and we started sort of studying all these different some people did these different prosperity courses. This was back in like about 1980, 79, 78, sort of in that period, very early in the community. And there were a lot of new thought things coming up. And so there were these prosperity teachers around and people were looking at this and looking at that. I said, Swamiji, there must be something inherent in Master's teachings about prosperity. I don't really think we need to sort of adopt a whole other line of teaching. And he said, really simply, the secret of prosperity is creativity. And I didn't, I didn't really get that when he said it. I was just like, you know, explain that to me. He said, by this it means that if, if one option doesn't work, I'll just try another one. And if that one doesn't work, I'll try another one. And I'll just keep finding another way of trying it until I find the one that works, whatever it might be. Now, even to do that... You have to be able to look at what's actually going on. This didn't work. Thomas Edison famously, I believe, tried hundreds of filaments before he found the, the one that would hold the charge, or however, however you describe the electricity, when he was trying to make the electric light bulb work. The problem was he, he, knew, he knew what the theory was, he knew the theory would work, but he couldn't find the right material that cooperated with what he knew would happen. And he tried several hundred options before he found the one that worked. And everybody around him was telling him, you've got to stop. I mean, this is crazy. No, he said he knew it was there. He absolutely knew it was there. He could feel that it was there. And then he found it. It just took him a long time. I heard an interview on the radio with a man who, let's see, he mapped the human genome, the DNA pattern. I forgive my complete ignorance of these things, but I think it was that he, he mapped human DNA or something like that, some big project. And apparently, in the you know scientific community in which he lived, when he announced that he was going to do this, whatever was entailed in doing it, many people said it couldn't be done. Many people even just dismissed him as a crackpot. And the interviewer said, how did you feel about that? He said, I never paid any attention to it because I knew it could be done. It's just like he knew it could be done. That's positive thinking. That's this is a project. Nobody's ever done it before, but I know it can be done. And so I'm just going to do it. And implied in that is whatever actually blocks me, I will look at it. It's not like nothing's ever going to block me. It's that I know the secret of prosperity and prosperity is abundance on every level. It's not just money. It's that if I meet an obstacle, I'll find a way through it. But I have to know what it is. If it's made out of, you know, if the obstacle is water, I can't try to solve it as if it were air. And if the obstacle is air, I can't solve it as if it were fire. I have to actually just look at what's stopping me. And then sometimes, you know, you get completely redirected because you have to deal with things as they are. I I remember when we were trying to... uh, uh, get the Ananda work established in the city of San Francisco. 
Swamiji went to stay in San Francisco for the summer with a, a group of, he took about 10 or 12 people, and I sort of went along for the ride. I, I, I wasn't really karmically destined to be part of that project, but I had become restless at Ananda Village, so I kind of inserted myself in there. So I kind of hung around the edges of it, and Swami Kriyananda went back and forth to the village, and he would just always take me back to the village because I wasn't really supposed to be there. <laughs> it just took a little time to sort out. But in the middle of that, you know, it, sometimes it just looked so difficult, we just weren't sure, is this trying to happen? Which is a, a phrase that Swamiji taught us. You ask not only what do I want, but what is trying to happen? And so we, there was so much difficulty for a while, is this trying to happen? And Swamiji said, unfortunately, he said, if Divine Mother makes something impossible, and Divine Mother was how he would speak of God, if Divine Mother makes it impossible, you just say, okay, we tried. You know, we, it was a good effort, but now it's, it's clear that God doesn't want this to happen, and we'll just pick up and go home. It's wishful thinking to hang on. He said, the problem here is that Divine Mother makes it barely possible. So as long as it's barely possible, we have to persevere. And that is, in fact, what happened until suddenly it broke open in a very positive direction. And um, they were able to rent this beautiful house in Pacific Heights in San Francisco. And like for 10 years, it was a, a really wonderful addition to the Ananda um, star cluster, so to speak. And only we lost that house, which was really the heart of what we were doing, just as the Palo Alto community, which is 45 minutes south of San Francisco, just as the work that, that we've done here was, was beginning to rise is when San Francisco went away. But that always became a joke with us. Oh dear. Oh dear. It looks like God is making this barely possible. <laughs> and then we had to remain positive until it became otherwise. You know, it's it's... Being being positive includes being realistic, and and to be realistic is to be positive, because there's always a creative solution, if we have the energy and the enthusiasm, and the receptivity to God's will to do our best. So Swami says very simply, try always to relate to what is, not to what you wish were so. Joy to you, my friends.